so today we have a huge goal and the goal is to transform your life and the way we transform your life is to teach you how to think in a different way now this isn't brainwashing you know you don't have to forget everything that you learned to appreciate what you're going to learn here and as a matter of fact what you already know is going to help supplement is going to improve and increase the value of what you learn here it's kind of like the example of the NBA star who takes a math course you know he's bringing in a lot of money he is um, having a lot of opportunities with income that he's never had before and then he learns some things about math or budgeting and and you know they they don't teach him how to guard a player or you know dribble the ball better you know they don't help him work on his handle but they teach him things that he can do to improve his life once he gets paid for doing that great stuff with the ball you know if somebody works in a, a labor union or they work with people and they learn about psychology not because it helps them directly in their job but it helps them understand where people are coming from uh, what people want what motivates people and that can help them in whatever they're trying to do as far as their profession and so what I'm gonna try and do is teach you a skill that's gonna help you no matter what profession you're in because it's a very important part of everything we do in the kind of society that we live in today and what I'm gonna teach you about is the law and how to use it in your everyday life now I know a lot of you are going to be that you're going to turn me off right here. You're going to be like, you know, the law is the most boring stuff I've ever, you know, thought about. I don't want to have anything to do with this. You know, I don't want to hear a whole bunch of legalese. I don't want to be lectured to. It's not like that at all. What what I'm trying to do is just give you real life examples of how you can think like a lawyer, and and basically give you a kind of a confidence in your everyday life that you've never had before. I'm going to call it Swagger. And so this podcast is called the Law Swagger Podcast. And the goal really of this podcast is to give you a chance to transform yourself. Kind of to make you into you 2.0. Because I'm going to teach you how to think like a lawyer in your everyday life, right? And I'm not, this is not, you know, a whole bunch of lectures. It's just stories. It's just experiences, and it's lessons. And once you learn these lessons, you'll be able to use them in everything you do. You know, how do you think like a lawyer when you go to the doctor? How do you think like a lawyer when you get pulled over? How do you think like a lawyer when you're in a relationship or looking for a relationship? How do you think about a lawyer? How do you think like a lawyer when you're trying to do some home renovations and you need some help? Or even if you do it on do it by yourself, how how can you think but like a lawyer, and skip a whole bunch of steps and make it much easier and safer to to renovate your home? What about dealing with vendors in your business, or clients? What about renting an apartment or buying a house? I mean, we have to think like a lawyer throughout our everyday life, and if we don't do it properly, we can get destroyed. And if we do it properly, we can find opportunities to make money that we never would have even thought of. And my mission 
in this podcast is simple. It's to give you this knowledge. It's to give you this training so that you can go into any situation and you're not just you. You're you with legal swagger. You know, and you get this without having to go through, you know, three years of law school, graduating Harvard Law like I did. You know, you don't have to work for a federal judge like I did and operate a law practice for 20 years. You don't have to do any of that. I mean, all you have to do is just listen to these common sense tips. No legalese, I promise. I'm just going to walk you through what you need to know to be a better person by using the law in your everyday life. I'm going to give you that legal swagger and allow you to be something that's that's much better than you were before and that puts you so far ahead of the people you know they're it's going to look stupid. So that's what I want to do for you in this podcast. This is the pilot podcast. This is this is the first and um this is the introduction to what we're going to do and learn um and so you have to you know you have to let me know you have to comment if you like it if you like the idea and comment about what you want to see but there is a ton of content that i can easily put up uh and that i will be putting up already because there's so many things so many ways you can use this in your everyday life no matter what you do you know i've had hundreds of clients businesses individuals other lawyers and you know you see the same patterns the same mistakes people get into problems and they come see me because they do the same things and then they can't get out of the problems because they won't do the same other things and um you know i want to put you out ahead of all of that stuff i want to give you information that you know puts you ahead of all these you know a lot of them are lawyers doctors folks that I've represented that you know made mistakes that you don't have to make and um, that's what I want to do for you is, is is give you that that edge and this is especially true for people of color uh, as I am I'm, I'm an african-american male um, you know we are very afraid of the law culturally um, because it's been used to oppress us in so many ways. And it's really the reason why I became a lawyer. Um, you know, I grew up in the Deep South, and everywhere I went, there were people with agendas that were telling me that I couldn't do this and I couldn't do that because they didn't want me to do it because I was black. I had a great potential career as an engineer. I graduated Stanford University with uh, an engineering degree. Um, but I was like, you know, it's, it's funny that I feel like there's just something fundamental that I don't know. I'm good with the numbers, but I don't feel that I can get my point across and know the rules of the game so that I can do best at winning it. And so something told me, you know, you, you really need to, you really need to get into law. I remember walking in a department store and, um, you know, I was, I was a teenager. I was, you know, trying to stay fit and do things. And one of the things I wanted was a weighted jump rope. And uh, I was at a department store in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'll never forget it. I was about uh, 18. I think I was, I'd come back from college and uh, freshman year and just wanted to get a rope so I could do some rope work at home. Um, but I liked the weighted handles. And I just asked the uh, one of the store managers, you know, can you point me to a jump rope? 
and uh, he looked at me with the most hateful expression and he said we don't have any damn jump ropes now you know what was funny by that expression I knew as soon as he said it that he absolutely had jump ropes I mean that's how much hate was that was in his eyes that I saw you know he his position was I don't want you to get anything that you want and and so I'm gonna do whatever I can to just just hate on you just make sure that you can't get what you want from this store and so when he emphatically said that there were no jump ropes I knew that there were jump ropes and I actually went and found the jump rope and bought it and uh, you know that was that but I mean it was just the idea that there are people out there who will go out of their way to tell you what you cannot do and and quote to you some rule that doesn't exist because they just don't like you and it's not because you did something it's because of who you are how you look they have prejudged you and they've decided that they don't want you to have anything good out of life and they want to make sure that they remain an obstacle to that I experienced a lot of that in Baton Rouge Louisiana and that was one of the reasons why I said you know I could be an engineer and I, I love a lot of the traits that engineers have and I love numbers but you know I need to know the rules because it doesn't matter how good I get as an engineer someone could take my job or, or, or you know cheat me out of some benefit and I'll never know what to do I'll never know how to approach it and so that really became the reason why I decided you know I, I think I'm gonna do something even something that my parents weren't really as crazy about they really wanted me to be an engineer um, and or a doctor but I, they they there was just something about knowing the rules of the game and feeling like you know if I don't know who's cheating then I can't really play this game and that's that's really what got me uh, the motivation to want to enroll in Harvard Law School and, and finish out there and uh, and start you know my career as a lawyer so now that I'm a seasoned lawyer, you know, got the salt and pepper on my head, you know, put in, you know, 20, 25 years in this game, uh, I'm just amazed at how much people don't know about what they need to know to survive. And I'm not talking about lawyers. I'm talking about everyday people who do all of the wrong things in their life. And, I, you know, They'll come to me, but often it's it's after so much mass destruction has happened in their lives. You know, they've lost houses, they've had kids taken away from them, they've had they've been they've been their freedom's been taken away, and you know they want my help, but and they'll get my help, and they'll they'll and I'll get them out of a lot of jams, but you know it's it's very expensive, it's very stressful and laborious for them, and it didn't have to be that way if they just knew how to think and so my goal here is to get you to that point where you'll never get in that situation because you know how to think and you know the flip side is that hey you know look there there are riches here if you just know how to play this game and I wanna put you onto that too I wanna really allow you especially young folks young professionals you know you people are still kinda learning how this this game works and you know how this how this whole society works you know you're you're new to this because you're a young adult um listen to me listen to this podcast and skip some steps in your life you know and 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 take this 20 years of legal legal experience 
and use it so you can really avoid some of these landmines and 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 also for people who are you know middle or late in their careers you know there's a lot to think about for you folks too and just because you haven't been you know sunk yet doesn't mean you can't be um and often you already have and you think you know how to get away from the next one but you won't even recognize the next one because it's going to come in a different way and you won't be prepared because you still haven't learned how to think so I mean, this podcast is for all of you this is the beginning of a journey that will progress with each podcast with each time that we talk you'll learn more about how to navigate through your life in a way that gets you the most and you will get closer and closer to that zen state of legal swag and so without any further ado i want to move right into lesson one because this is this lesson is like the most fundamental lesson of legal swag and it's so important that i'm going to give you this i mean there's there's uh some paid um subscriptions on patreon that i intend to have with this podcast but this one's going to be free because for, for two reasons one because it's it's so critically important to your life that i just don't want to see anybody suffer because they don't get this this lesson um two because if you do want to you know progress through the land of legal swag and you know learn more of these lessons um it's kind of like you know the matrix when they give you the red pill or the blue pill and they say look you, you take the red pill and you can join the matrix um and you take the blue pill and you can you, you you'll never have to worry about the matrix again you just pretend like it didn't happen um but this is that red pill like if you can't internalize the lesson that i'm about to give you you can never enter the land of legal swag like that is how important this pill is so basically if you can't internalize this lesson i don't even think i want you to join my site because i don't think you've got the ability to do what needs to be done to move forward to get to that state um and everything that i'm going to teach you builds off of this one fundamental principle so if you can't do this in the podcast don't worry about me you know we're probably not a good fit um but if you can do this then you know you can go to the next step you're taking that red pill and we can start you know walking you through the plan to improve your life and so the lesson is and it's going to sound really simple and and, and silly and stupid but then, believe me there's a whole lot more to it than just the three words that uh that summarize the lesson but the lesson is open your mail open your mail okay so you're like you know open your mail what the hell's that like what 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 do you mean open your mail so let me give you some clarity here and some specifics when i say mail okay i'm obviously you should open every email you get you know those are important but i'm talking about snail mail i'm talking about the hardcore postal service you know stuff that comes into your mailbox anything that's in an envelope and has paper in it um you need to open it okay if, if i mean if it has packages in it normally people do open their packages um i'm not too worried about that but if it has documents in it if it has a single sheet or if it has 500 pages or if you don't know how much 
how many pages are in it. You just, you know, you see an envelope that looks like it has paper in it. It is the most important thing you will ever do in your life to open that envelope and any other envelope you get in your snail mail as quickly as possible. Okay, that means, you know, you don't wait a month, you don't wait two weeks, you don't wait one week. You open your mail every day. Okay, if you think it's junk mail, open it anyway. If you think you it's a bill and you think you know what it's going to say in there, open it anyway. Especially pay special attention to the following types of mail, right? Anything that comes from a government, either state, local, federal, all right, that's a priority. Open that the quickest, okay? Um, because that is the type of mail that can have serious and dire consequences if you don't open it potentially um, that could you know lead to disaster basically and and you know a lot of clients I get um, you know they come to me because they just haven't opened a letter right and so what I'm trying to let you know and I, and I, I know a lot of you folks are young and you're thinking you know well you know Snail mail is so passe, and oh, it's just, it's just so, you know, I, what, we don't even, do we even do that anymore? We don't do that anymore, do we? I don't even have a mailbox. You know, I, I, I have, um, I get mail at my friend's house, and I have a P.O. box I never check. Okay, look, law, the, the way the law works is, it is, a, it, it averages about 10 to 20 years behind the rest of the industries, right? So, you know, what we do in law in law, we look back. We, we, we tend to look back in the law. It's not like the tech companies where they're just looking forward, forward, forward. Um, in law, you look backwards, backwards, backwards. And um, so, you know, what happened 10 years ago is often more relevant in the law than what's happening right now. I know it doesn't make any sense. I know it is kind of like the matrix. And, and like, like I said, it's the first step. But um, the fact is, is that, you know, the laws that determine most of what you do, most of what you're obligated to do, most of what, you know, the state would have to tell you if they're going to take away your house, if they're going to suspend your, your driver's license and make you eligible for jail, um, if they're going to take away, cut off your utilities, whatever it is, okay, their obligations and at sending you a snail mail letter okay not an email not a phone call you're not gonna get those you're gonna get a snail mail letter and it's gonna look you know as they it's gonna look like it's 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 junk mail often it's not sometimes it may not even have um, a clear address on it you know it may look like a maybe a plain envelope okay but the inside that envelope could be the fact that you know your house is being foreclosed on um, or, you know, whatever the issue is, um, you know, you could be looking at a major jailable criminal offense um, with a huge fine. You know, you may just get a letter with a court date, right? But if you don't open that letter, you will never know when that court date is, okay? Please, if there is any lesson you learn from any episode in this podcast, 
please take this one to heart. And this is like, this isn't law swagger. This is like, you know, kindergarten law. I mean, this is like, you know, preschool swagger, right? I mean, you know, a, a preschooler level law swagger is, is, is what you're looking at here. Like this, you've got to do this to even be, be in the basis for being in the game. And, um, and you got to do it on a regular basis. So, you know, um, what that means is the mail has to come to you, right? So mail going to your friends, mail going to, you know, some people enroll their kids in different schools. And so they give out different addresses for letters to go to. And you've got, you know, this for, for this purpose and, and this for this purpose. Um, and, that, and, and we'll get into, you know, enrolling your kids in schools in different counties because there's, there's huge issues with that. But the idea, what I'm trying to say is that you should never have a relative receive your mail. You need to receive your mail. If it's addressed to you, it needs to go to you and you need to pick it up. And, you know, it needs to come to your house, right? It needs to come somewhere that's, that's, that's right where it's very easy for you to get it. Um, and that's assuming that it's a, it's safe for you to get it at your house. If it's if your house isn't a safe place to get mail, or if you're worried that somebody will steal your mail, then you know the nearest safe place. But um, you know it shouldn't be any place that's locked away from you. You should be able to get your mail at a moment's notice, um, and you should be able to check it every day. And you should check it every day. And if you want to have basic legal swagger, I need this from you. Okay, I and mean, if we're gonna go on this journey together. I got to have this from you. And, and, and so, you know, please do this. Um, this will get you well ahead of people that you know that don't check their mail. And you'll, and you'll see because, you know, you'll start having conversations with them and they'll start telling you about all this, this horrible stuff that happened to them. And, you know, well, you'll ask them, well, did you, did you get a letter? You know, just the next time somebody tells you something about something horrible, some government did to them, state, local, federal, whatever, some benefit they didn't get or, you know, um, ask them if they if they check their mail every day and read the read the letters every day, you know, um, see what they say. You'll be surprised a lot of times. And so that's that's the key right there. Okay, and obviously, you know, I'm focused focused on the negative a little bit. There's a huge positive side to opening your mail. Um, you know, obviously, if you get their their checks that people mail out all the time, and you know, a lot of folks, you know, they if they owe you money, it's very easy for them to mail you a check, knowing that you know, ten twenty percent of the folks won't check their mail, and um, you know, often people kind of make that calculation in their business decisions especially with things like rebates for example you know if you i don't know if you back in the day when they had the snail mail rebates um you know they knew that a lot of people would would not even cash their rebate check you know and they they factored it into their um decision on whether to offer rebates because they knew that um you know they said well let's let's do it all by mail because a lot of people aren't gonna check for their rebate check and then you know, we'll be able to keep that money essentially, or at least hold on to it longer because we'll get the interest rate on all that period when they don't open the mail and cash the check. So there's a lot of good things in the mail. Um, obviously, you know, unclaimed money that, you know, there's, if, if you're getting a new credit card, 
um, they're going to make it, they're going to put it in the mail, and they're going to make it look like it's just a piece of junk. It's going to, they design it to look like junk because it's a security issue. They don't want the average person to think, oh, this is a credit card, let me go and steal this person's mail. So a lot of times, you know, envelopes that don't look like much tend to have some of the most important things in them. And so, you know, you got to look at every letter um, to make sure that you know what it is. And that means that you got to read uh, a lot of these letters. And some of them will be junk, obviously. Um, but, you know, even with junk, you know, there often there's there are offers that, um, you know, there's always people making offers in the mail, right? But some of them may be good for you. You know, you just have to read it to find out. If you assume that every offer is bad, then, you know, whatever percentage of the offers that are, are good for you and can really help you, you'll never know about. So it's good to at least see what people are putting out there for you in writing. Um, I always appreciate getting offers in writing rather than have somebody call up my phone, interrupt my day and give me a, a big spiel. You know, I'll tell them, you know. Uh, and we'll get into this in the podcast too uh, later episodes. But you know, if somebody's cold calling you, you know your your response should be put it in writing. You know, I don't I don't make decisions over the phone. You put it in writing, and that means that I have a return address, I have a return phone number, and I have all of the promises you made in a place where I can keep them. So if you're telling me any lies or if you're a fraudster, you know the police know exactly where to go and who to call. And you know that's something that you know, we'll be talking about as, as far as you applying it in your everyday life when people are making you promises and making you offers, you know, you're going to be telling them, hey, you know, I don't want to hear this over the phone. You know, you, you can send me an email with your information and state the offer clearly in writing and then we can talk, you know, otherwise or send in the mail. Otherwise, I don't want anything to do with you because I don't think you're real. You know, I mean, that's kind of the implied message there. So. Anyway, it all comes down to reading your mail, even the mail that doesn't look like it's important. And, you know, because this is all information, right? We live in the information age. And what you have to realize, the Internet is a beautiful thing, but a lot of the information that relates to you, a lot of the most important information for you is only going to come through snail mail. I know it's not chic. I know it's not modern. I know it's not convenient. But... That's because of the way the law is set up. The law was designed over snail mail. Courts still use mostly snail mail um, if you're in a state court. Federal courts are different. Um, but courts still aren't electronic yet. Lawyers have to run to the courthouse and, and go run to the post office. Still. Happens all the time. So as long as that still exists and our, and our country is still based on that legally, you've got to be familiar and comfortable with snail mail to stay on top of this game 20 years from now it may change but for right now to protect yourself and your family you've only got one choice if you're going to get to legal swag you've got to open your mail and it's got to come to you and you have to go through every letter and you have to do it within a reasonable amount of time if you don't open your mail within 24 to 48 hours that's not good you know, you really got to, you got to remember, it's, a lot of this mail has already spent three to five days getting to you if it's coming from the other side of the country. So, you know, you want to open it quickly and just make sure it's not something that's important. Now, if you, 
you know, if you've got a lot of mail and you're like, you know, I don't have time to open it all today. I think we talked about how to prioritize it. Anything from a government comes first, right? And then, you know, pay special attention to anything that looks like it's designed not to look important. That, that should come second. So if you see anything that looks, you know, really blank and just doesn't seem to have much information on it, um, give that a priority too because that tends to be stuff that uh, is designed to look subtle so that it can't be stolen. It tends to be more sensitive stuff. And, and these, these, are, these are general rules, right? There's always going to be pieces of mail that break these rules. But, you know, if, if you're looking for what's most important to pull out first and open, because you can't open it all right now, which, you know, I don't believe you, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you go with that. Um, you know, the stuff to open first is government stuff and the stuff that looks really discreet, right? This, and and you, you've seen the, when you get a credit card, you've seen how that looks, right? So so stuff that looks like that, you know, open that uh, quickly as well because it's, uh, there's obviously, somebody's trying to um, deal with a privacy issue. Uh, at least that possibility is there. Okay, well, this was our first episode of our legal swag podcast and and i hope you enjoyed it i hope it gives you an idea of what we're going to be doing here in the future with future episodes i'd I'd love to get your subscription um so that i can do this full time and put more episodes out there more quickly um and so i'm gonna you know i'm gonna ask you to support me um if uh you know you have the opportunity to, to to favorably comment to subscribe um you know please do all of that and 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 let me know that i'm doing something that's worthwhile and we will continue with this journey and we will get you completely into the realm of legal swag thanks a lot